Alright, I think we should probably get things going. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. I think that, uh, I think we got some fun things to talk about as I put a giant window in front of your face for those watching live. What about some interactive stuff? We got any of that? Um, you know, actually, that is not <laughs> dependent upon us. We can only interact with those who participate, so. <laughs> That's for, true. For the people already hanging out in chat, thank you. We appreciate it. Hello. San Sandra was really bummed by our lack of a guest because she was excited about it, too. <laughs> Yeah, um, I apologize, gang, if you were watching my stream last night, I said that we were going to have a guest tonight. Uh, unfortunately, CVH lives uh, a much more interesting and meaningful life than myself, and thus he has canceled. So you get the uh, amazing opinions of the Justin Larson and myself. That's right. But we're going to talk about uh, the meta tonight. Yes. Which is a little you know, out of the ordinary for us, but I, I think it's an important topic. And we're going to talk about tier lists and yes. kind of like the philosophies behind them, because uh, I think that sometimes people see a tier list and they misinterpret what they, uh, what they mean. You know, I this I have this idea, man, this theory, which is that if, uh, <clears throat> because between the lanes isn't doing their, their tier list thing anymore. Uh, if, if we put out the only tier list, we might be able to shape the meta. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to. I think you have that kind of reach and influence. Um, I always, I, I, I always, no, hear me, hear me out. Like I always question it because how many months did I play decks that ran like forty charge creatures before yeah. the Battle Mage version took off? Are you talking about the glory days of the game before you ruined it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, I, I played Ray Chargels and I played Charger yeah. and then I played like Charger 2.0 and then it wasn't until the quote unquote time to fight Battle Mage version after I'd listened for months and months about how uh, I'm I'm a horrible person and uh, rampaging meme tar is bad and I shouldn't play it. Yeah. And then like and then like it started to be a thing. So if it takes that much effort, I just don't feel like I've got the pull with the community. Uh, well, I think. That, I think it's safe to say that Worm King's Agent is the new Rampaging Minotaur. Uh, yeah, I do. Every time I play it, get lots of questions. Um, yeah. But people are coming around much faster on that than they are the Minotaur. I agree. And, like, And I think it, what's weird to me is I think that the Minotaur used to be an easier sell. Like, my yeah. one-line sell for that card was simply Rampaging Minotaur is good for as long as Tree Minder sees play. Right? Yeah. That was always my argument. If Tree Minder seeing play... Um, like rampaging minotaur is great for aggressive charge heavy decks um i think i think worm rest requires a little more of a, of a sophisticated and well articulated argument but i also think that worm rest is just an outright better card though so it's even weirder to me that yeah i totally not, agree not being adopted at the pace that it should be welcome everybody by the way kazoo croc black drop zombie hunter nine by 19 immortal king good to have you here yeah, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Did you notice that I used my free subscription I didn't know I still had? Yeah, because you uh, have Prime, right? I do have Twitch Prime. It's so I can watch Man in the High Tower. Yeah. So, <laughs> th those don't auto-renew. So, I did like, not know that. Yeah, that's that's the problem, right? So, yeah. you kind of have to like make a mental note. 
That's what I usually do. There we go. <laughs> Using my special emote. I also want to thank Bethesda for hanging out in my chat. This person, Bethesda, just said, Congratulations, you've been selected to win one Legends Twitch uh, card pack. Card co core card pack? Sorry, the grammar on that's kind of off. Somebody should give nice. some feedback. Yeah, well, congratulations, man. I usually get my weekly uh, Twitch drop when I stream on Mondays. <laughs> I went on, like, my first Twitter rant ever about Legends, uh, in which I admitted that I don't watch people play Legends on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw it. It was kind of cute. Kind of cute? Was it fundamentally flawed in some way I didn't understand? No, no, no. I just thought it was cute because it was, like, it was so representative of... Um... I guess just you, right? Like, it doesn't surprise me that you don't watch, but that's just because, like, you, you're not the kind of person who's going to be like, oh, man, drops came out. I guess I have to leave this running 24-7 because you're just, like, laid back like me. Like, even at the height of drops, I wasn't running at 24-7. And I have no reason not right. to. Like, I could have left it on in my office at home and nobody would have known the wiser, but, like, I just didn't care. Enough. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I, I do feel that way. Yeah. So, and now I actually, looking back, I regret it because that could have been so many more premiums had I just been greedier, but... Some, some premium Worm King's agents? Uh, those got taken care of last night. Now we're saving up for a premium Galen. So, <laughs> Very nice. I, th I think that the card that's going to impact the game long-term the most is, uh, from the expansion, this is sort of off-topic, but sort of not, is definitely Hollow Death Priest. But I think that the card that is the most auto-include of any of the cards in the new expansion is Galen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because uh, like, I can imagine an Endurance deck that doesn't run Hollow Death Priest. I mean, I've played some. But I, I, I find it hard to justify not running Galen. Yeah, I mean, it's just because of the... The fact that they made it creature and item makes it so that he fits into just about any archetype you want to run him and have that kind yeah. of like cool versatility, you know? Yeah. And as a 3-3 three, three for 3, like, he's just like Ungolum as a 2-1. Like, even if you never get benefit from his ability, like, he still trades well, so. I'm getting some reports that my mic is still low, even though I just checked it, so. I don't know, man. I got, I got Twitch muted, so. <laughs> yeah. It's because, uh, typically, in the past, anyway, the program that we use... Works yeah. to auto adjust my level. Yeah, see, I just did it and it. Alright, we'll try this again. So before it was down, and then I turned it up to 100 and I go back and then it was down again. So let's try this again. Hopefully that improved it. I just turned it back up. I might have to fight against that. Because everybody's telling me I'm low. So you're going to have to carry like every week. No, I don't know about that, man. There have been a couple weeks where I sort of tune out after about an hour. <laughs> well, that's because you're a growing boy who needs your sleep. That is so true, dude. That is so true. Yeah, but you are easily the Luke Skywalker, and I am Yoda. I have some wise sage dad <laughs> advice, but you carry me everywhere. Please, dude. I am one hundred percent Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Jar Jar with like a, a past as a Palpatine. Not even Palpatine. Like who sucks? No. I, I was like Anakin Skywalker who became Jar Jar somehow instead of I, becoming Darth Vader. <laughs> I have a better one for you, and it's just because I, I use this around the household all the time, but uh, I think yeah. that I am Bran and you are Hoder. Oh, I like that. I can be Hoder. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a fat guy. I, I got brain damage. Like, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got lots of broken bones because I've 
had a, a rough childhood and right there we go. I'm a little bit crippled right now as my knee heals. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, it's, it's pros and cons. Like I thought it was going really well in the last like three days. It's been bugging me again. So I don't know. We'll see. Nice. Um, see, people say it's better and then it's low again. I'm going to go check and it's going to turn it back down. It's going to be Google Hangouts uh, being angry at me, I think. But yeah, because, you know, obviously my oldest son, his name is Stark. Whenever he says, like, Daddy, carry me, um, I always like to joke that I'm Hoder. Yeah, it just turned it down on me again. It's Google Hangouts, and I don't understand why it's allowed to do that. That's weird, man. Because it's I've... Probably, it's probably some net neutrality thing. Fight the power. <laughs> well, I've specifically said, like, in my options, um, like, hey, you're not supposed to ever have permissions to, like, auto-turn down my stuff, and then it it just doesn't listen. Fair enough. So. So they posted the results today, and this could be a segue into our discussion of the meta. Yeah. They posted the results today from uh, the Epic Gauntlet, that we, the Epic Melee, Grand Melee. I don't know, these, these names, they, they all mean the same thing, but uh, that we had last weekend, two weekends ago, a while ago. Any surprises there? I mean, the biggest surprise was that they listed the decks alphabetically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the formatting here is just straight dumpster tier. Uh, um, yeah, I was I was really surprised at how many mage decks there were. That's the surprise to me. You know, I actually wasn't because when you think about like what I would call a safe pick, like it's hard to yeah. go wrong with mage. If you're ever unsure. Yeah. about something like you can basically play almost any version of mage and just be relatively safe you know yeah um, makes sense it's just a resilient class because it does everything a little bit well it's got good removal it's got good healing options uh you can yeah. you can play a mid-range version you can play a control version tokens um yeah like it just covers so many different archetypes prophecy that's true. This is That's true. Mage is the reason that I always say that I don't want to see sideboard formats. Um, because I just strongly yeah. believe that there is, in terms of like versatility, some inequality across the classes, you know? I I can see that. I mean I, I can say like, you know, I played support mage and I can say that I never felt that there was a match I couldn't win. You know, there were two that I did not. <laughs> but but I never felt like I couldn't win a match. Yeah, and I think that's just kind of the mage class in general, right? So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Okay. It's it's also one of those things, too, like I said, it just covers so many archetypes, right? So, like, you might see a high number of mage, but it might have been, like, you know, a quarter of those were token mage, a quarter of those were control. You know, even right. in control, you have three different versions of control, right? Like, you've got standard control, support mage, and, like, the blink arrest mage, so... Yeah, that's um, true. That is definitely true. I mean, so Crusader out of the top 100 was 19 of the class, uh, 19 of the decks played, and five out of the top 10. Um, Archer was 19, uh, and uh, one out of the top 10. And then Mage at 16, Scout at 15, Warrior at 8, Assassin at 6, Monk at 5, Sorcerer at 5, Spell Sword at 4, and Battle Mage at 3. Uh, I kind of think that this is sort of reflective of my experience, which was that 
I beat all the meta decks and I lost to mid-range spell sword and uh, mid-range uh, and item sorcerer, two of the least represented classes in there. Yeah, and I went nine and three, and I was also on sorcerer. Um, all of my losses were very close games, you know, very yeah. heartbreaking. Um, but I I finished outside of the top one hundred, but I was still high enough that I got whatever like the next tier of rewards was. Right. Um. So. Yeah. So let's let's check out the list then of uh of finishers. See who, names we recognize. Snacksy man taking it home with number one with factotum assassins is both a hilarious rejection of people saying that uh, this <laughs> expansion has not affected the meta, and uh, proof positive that like being a great player means you can play a lot of different things and have success. Right. There's no doubt that, that Snacksy Man's an incredible player. Yeah, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. You know, when we when we start talking about tier lists tonight, um, that's <laughs> that's one of the very specific things I, I kind of want to address pretty right. directly. Um, I know Raziel Four, the second place guy playing Crusader, uh, is a guy I've seen a number of times. Um, who else do I recognize on this list? Do, 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 do. Not a lot of uh, streamers in the top 100 here. Paolo Diogo finished at 48th. That's cool. Playing Crusader again. Yeah. Um, That's, who else? Uh, PDMD. Yeah. For the people who might recognize him by that name. Yep. And that's... Those are the only streamers I recognize. Oh, Icarus. Icarus, the Hearthstone guy, coming in at 74 with Assassin. Cool. It's a little sad that I'm basically, like, relegated to constantly checking my microphone settings because it keeps trying to auto-turn it down. I mean, I expect negative reviews from people who actually listen to the show, but from your hardware itself, it's a bad sign that Skynet is nearly here. <laughs> the Flying Boot, what's up? So, this was obviously before we got our more recent round of nerfs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that if that that event were ran today we would see uh, a little bit different distribution i know that my personal experience so far on the ladder has been one that is uh, much different since the round of nerfs okay so how do you how do you think that uh things are shaken up now right like post nurse what's been your experience lately so until today, actually, I had been experiencing a huge amount of variety. And then today they posted these lists. <laughs> and I sat down to record some videos with a meme deck. And uh, it was uh, it was challenging, man, because I faced at one point six Rage Archers in a row. Wow, really? Yes, that happened to me today. Um, and, and it wasn't like I wasn't winning half the time. Uh, but I just... You know, when you're creating videos for YouTube, like I like to have a variety of matchups, and it, I kept playing because I was trying to find something else to play against. You know, uh, so you know, I, I just had to keep hammering away at it. And, and in fact, in the I think 15 games that I played today to record the videos that I wanted to release for the next four days, uh, I think I, I played against maybe two decks that weren't things that were represented by this list. Huh. I'm 
I'll have to pay attention over the next couple of days to see if that does drastically uh, change things. Um, it, it, I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me because now that CVH has, um, I think we're going on like three months now, four, I think the last one he did was August. Um, yeah. But now that he has stopped doing the meta snapshot, there right. isn't that like consolidated influx of like what people can quote unquote expect the meta to be. And right. I know that what I'm about to say is really harsh sounding, and I, I assure you that's not meant to be the case, but there are some people uh, who kind of don't know what the meta is until somebody tells them what it is. And sure. so when something like this comes out, it, uh, it points them in a direction, you know? That makes sense. And, you know, I don't hold any, I don't hold it against anybody who doesn't spend time building their own decks, who goes to uh, a tier list and picks out a tier one, tier two deck that looks like it fits their style and plays it on the ladder. Not everybody has time, inclination, or the experience with the game necessary to build a new deck. It's totally fine. That said, I do have a more fundamental problem with the results that uh, these lists create, which is the sort of artificial idea that the meta looks a certain way, when in fact it's usually not very well represented. Uh, an average player's experience is usually not very well represented by these lists. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, but I also think that that's just a reflection of how tier lists are, are organized, right? And so that is one of the things I wanted to, to talk about. And it's, it's so interesting because yeah. you just said like tier one, tier two, and that's very common terminology uh, in card games. And it's certainly the same terminology that say uh, like CVH uh, used to use in his old thing. Yeah. But, you know, I and, immediately and, say, what does that even mean? Right? right. And real quick, full disclosure, like the first like three tier lists that this game had, uh, I made as part of Team Prophecy last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my apologies. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's entirely fine. I don't have a problem with tier lists. I guess what I'm just trying to say is that, uh, you know, when you hear the phrase, you know, a tier one deck, I always like to say, well, what does that even mean? Because, right. you know, you know, personally, because I've had this conversation with you off, you know, broadcast off stream before, but right. uh, I am a firm believer that any true good listing should actually have three uh, pieces, right? When you come to like rating a deck. Um, I've long said that uh, popularity matters, that yes. performance matters, and that power level matter. And those are not all the same thing. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, for example, uh, a deck could be very, very popular, and it might not be the most powerful deck, but you still would need to know about said deck and be prepared to beat that deck if it is, in fact, one of the most popular decks on the ladder, right? You would expect to see it more. So, like, the, popularity the, matters. The best example of that in recent memory is Scout Ramp, which is, in my opinion, historically not an overpowered deck, but an overrepresented one. Um, so, like, step two of that, right, is then what I call performance. So, performance are the decks that are going to have high win rates. Um, these would be something, let's say, like, you know, Agro Crusader uh, lately, where yeah. you know they get pigeonholed a lot of people will say like they're brain dead decks and i disagree with those typically um uh but it's basically these are decks that uh regardless of like skill level uh just based on sheer deck uh you know uh synergies that are like inherent and kind of like autopilot mode and so on and so forth right like they just perform well if pretty much anybody picks them up 
Um, but then, so the reason I say there's performance and then there's power level is because then there are some decks that are very, very powerful, but have a high skill ceiling. So, you know, in Legends, for example, and this came up on uh, a Reddit a little bit ago, um, you know, Snaxy, who just took number one for the event, uh, he's a, yeah. a very, very strong proponent of fat totems. Uh, he yes. believes that they are, in fact, you know, quote unquote, tier one in terms of power level. Yes. And he says that the reason that most people might struggle with it in their own performance is because every time you play any creature with assemble, you're making a decision, and all of those decisions over the course of the game means lots of opportunities to misplay, right? Absolutely. Um, but like, he's a great player. And right. so he took, and so there's that, you know, it's just like you said, like he's a great player. So like, did he win that because he's a great player or did he win that? Cause the deck is good or is it both? Um, and even if you look at other games like Hearthstone, you know, perhaps the most, you know, widely or well-known, uh, example of what I mean by power level versus performance would be uh, grim patron warrior. Absolutely. Like that was, that was a deck that I think anybody in the tournament scenes would have told you was, you know, very, very clearly the best deck in the format at the time, but had, um, you know, pretty average performance overall because of the the skill required to play it properly, right? So yeah, to me, absolutely. when I think of a tier list, I think that you have to take into account things like popularity, performance, and power level. And I don't think, you know, and again, it's not a knock on anybody, but I just don't think we've had something that uh, um, thorough ever presented to the Legends community. So... Uh, you know, certainly the work that CVH and the people who helped him with it, I mean, great players, right? We're talking like Turquoise yeah. Link, SLW, all those guys who helped contribute, you know, appreciate the work. Um, and, they, a... and they did their best. But like, even when you look at their, their lists, you could see some of those discrepancies. Like, uh, I think SLW and You Can Call Me Al were both big proponents of what is, you know, kind of called Math Crusader for a bit. Um, mm -hmm. And those were very frequently included on their tier lists, but I can also tell you that from the popularity standpoint, um, unless I played against SLW or You Can Call Me Out, I never played against a single other player who played Math Crusader. So it right. was one of those like, okay, it's on the list, but like, why do I even care or want to prepare against it? Because it's like two guys. So yeah. um, it's just Absolutely. one of those interesting things. Like, how do you how do you determine what's truly tier one? Which of those three? do you pick you know which ones have the most weight um yeah 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 that's a really good really good explanation for it um now my introduction to tier lists was through hearthstone through the tempo storm site and um i, I mean like I, I guess like i still follow magic i don't play magic um that much anymore cause, although i am, have been playing the uh vintage cube but um my uh, the way I, I feel like in the entire in a game that's entirely digital and you don't have the opportunity to go play fnm right friday night magic is this thing with magic the gathering if you're not familiar with where you go hang out at a card store and you play for four or five hours with your friends um you know and you don't see a ton of net decks there right like you see people playing archetypes that are obvious you know depending on what the, the format is but you don't see people playing the exact same 60 as as a professional guy might be playing um, i think that the all digital format where there's no opportunity to just shoot the shit with your friends sit down and play some games you also uh have an increased number of people turning to net decking and turning to these tier lists as your primary source of deck building information 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's 100% legit because you just don't have that, like... I mean, I don't want to say it's not communal. It's just a different type of community when you talk about digital card games. Like, when I played Magic competitively, not granted, this was like a decade ago, but, you know, yeah. we had a team of us. There was like 8 to 10 of us at any given tournament that we would always travel together, but we would play test together... Um, yeah. you know, for like hours and hours and hours and we would all go together. We, we, you know, we'd play round one, we'd report back to each other. You know, what did we play against? What did we see on the tables next to us? You know, if yeah. we finished our round early, we'd walk around. What did we see? It's all that kind of like information gathering stuff that you do when you, yeah. you, know, you want to be competitive and you kind of want to, uh, do those things in, in a digital format. Um, all that stuff is at your fingertips because the internet is a thing. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, it's, it's different. It definitely is different. So one of the things that I think happens is that uh, these tier lists, uh, no matter the like totally reasonable and good intentions behind them, is because they're consistently made by some of the most high, you know, the highly skilled players in, an, in a game, your results are not going to match theirs a lot of the time, right? Like today, for instance, I played against a guy. I, I was playing Last Gasp Assassin on the ladder, and I ran into a guy playing uh, Snaxy Man's Factotum list from the Epic Rumble. And uh, there were times, like, I'm not a Factotum player by any means. I played with a Sorcerer Factotum deck for uh, for like a week when the expansion first dropped. I've kind of moved on to other things I'm enjoying right now. Um, but like just sitting across from him, like I was watching him play this like high skill cap deck and making like clearly the wrong play. And not just because, and I didn't know that just because I knew it was in my hand, like just the, the not most, you know, the not ideal play with his cards. And uh, this is, I think, a consequence of when you look at these lists of what other people are playing, like you have to take into account like who that player is. I mean, I remember one of the things that uh, I said on Reddit like a year ago, six months ago, a while ago, was that uh, the types of people who are usually making these lists are going to have incredibly skewed results because most players of the game are casual and they're not. And um, there's no indicator on these lists uh, of like how difficult it is to pilot, right? Like how much experience do you need with it in order to make these kinds of results happen? You know, the the amount of like energy and brain power and uh, and uh, experience that you're going to need to pilot, like Ramp Scout, for instance, to a win is different than the amount that you need to pilot Merrick to a win. So when you think about, you know, traditional terminology, right? If somebody says like hey, this is a tier one deck, you know, how much do you think uh, skill ceiling needs to factor into that, right? Because again, when you think about um, other games, examples like Patron Warrior or like, you know, Factotum here, uh, Doomcrag Warrior here, things like that, uh, Mass Crusader, you know, how much, how, how difficult does a deck have to be before you like outright say, you know, it doesn't matter, it might be the best deck in the game when properly you know played properly piloted but it's not a right. tier one deck because you know it's just not going to have that results for your average everyday player i think the fundamental flaw might be in this way they're structured to begin with right like the uh you know the legends tier lists both the ones that i did with team prophecy and then the ones that uh cvh and the guys with the uh, between the lanes did are formatted in the same way that um temple storm did their uh tier lists right and for Hearthstone. 
and, and I think perhaps what you need to do is, is consider just a different, uh, maybe a more useful tool, I guess, for the average player would be a different looking list, right? Like organize it by something like, hey, are you new to the game? Like here's token spell sort, <laughs> okay? Here is an ideal version of that concept that requires you to do things like play your minions on curve and attack your opponent. And you will find some amount of success with this list, right? This is like, this is a, an introductory level deck, right? Like you would, you would incorporate what you were talking about, the three different aspects, like look at power level, right? Like make sure that the power level is there, but then organize it in a fashion that makes sure that it's clear that hey, this is a deck you can hop on a ladder with and win some games with. And then, you know, continue to make progressively more complicated you know, areas where it's like here, this is a deck for a guy who's been playing Legends for a while, has a collection with some more esoteric cards in it, like, you know, that you're not going to put in everything. And uh, you could uh, pick a deck from this list if you feel like you're ready for an intermediate difficulty challenge, right? And then at the top of the list, you, you put in, you know, the most insane kinds of like complicated decks, like maybe Factotum decks, maybe uh, Doomcrag Warrior, I know has a lot of lines that you can play poorly, right? Uh, I think that organizing it based on a sort of a sort of a, uh, subjective, but still more useful, I think, than the current list's organization. Uh, level of difficulty to pilot would be the best way to organize it. Yeah, I mean, I think that could be. I personally, like, if I if I didn't work as many jobs as I did, and we magically had a competitive scene where the ladder mattered tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, personally, I would like, like, my ideal thing would be almost like a college football top 25 list, right? Yeah. So I know you're not a big football guy, but just hear me out, right? You get 25 yeah. decks, right? All displayed on one page. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a brief description of the deck, or like a link to example deck lists. But then each each thing would have, in my mind, like three different slots, right? You'd have a spot where it would be like popularity, and then there would be a 1 through 10 value, uh, performance, a 1 through 10 value, and then like power level, a 1 through 10 value, right? And then... Uh, literally those would be based, at least in my opinion, because I'm a data guy, um, yeah. whoever would be collecting them, let, let's say it'd be like a team of uh, high level players, right? Maybe you get the best like top 10 or 20 guys who all contribute, but yeah. literally like popularity would be they track their games and every time they see a deck, they put it and they pull their stats together and then like that just auto fills from their stats performance same thing right they they track their own win rates uh they track you know you, your opponents you you technically have uh, what i call um like inferred data from them like if they lose a game to another deck um mm -hmm. then that is still a win for that deck so you can kind of factor in those kinds of things and then you'd have like a performance stat and then the power level could just be the subjective thing but again if you're getting that from your your best of your the best right you know those high level players like the links and the slws and things um then they could do their subjective side provide that score and then you you'd basically just have this one-stop shop where am i a new player uh you know maybe i look just at the performance spot um, if i'm a veteran maybe i look at the power level spot uh, if i'm just trying to uh, get a grasp of like, hey, what's been being played lately? I can sort by popularity and kind of make my judgments from there. Um, like that would be like my uh, if I was building something that I would like to consume, uh, like yeah. my my dream setup. But so maybe the uh, instead of like, here's the December 2017 tier list, right? Like maybe it's here is the data from the December 2017 season organized in this fashion and we're going to release it January 5th. 
Um, well, so for me again, right? Like if it, if I had my own, again, like if I didn't work two jobs and we had a competitive scene and I was going to take like the Raynod step and like this was going to be my thing and I was going to blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. there would just be a website and it would be a rolling 30 days, right? You, my team yeah. of people who'd be contributing would always be updating based on what they've played. And then yeah. it, you wouldn't even have a date. Like you wouldn't release like a, Hey, this day, every month we're releasing it. It would be every time somebody visits the website, this would be based on whatever the last 30 days was. There's a website for Heroes of the Storm called Hotslogs that does something like this. Like you run an app in the background of your computer, it records all this shit for you. And then you can go to Hotslogs and sort it all. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, Ian Bits, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that as far as raw power level goes, Factotum Assassin is is there. It's I don't think it's anywhere near the most raw powerful, like, you know, uh, deck in the format, right? But this is sort of touches on what we're talking about, which is that it, it's, it has a high skill cap. And it's the sort of thing that you can win with uh, if you play at the level that the deck demands, right? I mean, like, it is in some ways... I mean, it's not Patron Warrior, right? Because Patron Warrior is also packed full of powerful cards. Uh, and, and this is not that. Yeah. But I... This this is this is sort of confusing the the old terminology of tier lists with like what we're trying to... What we're sort of discussing here, which is that maybe these old... This old paradigm isn't particularly useful. Yeah, maybe even power level might be the wrong term, right? Like, right. it could just be ceiling, you know, potential ceiling, or... Yeah. You know, actually, Ian, what you said about uh, lists being dependent on what your opponent plays, that's a really good point, too, right? This is a, um, you know, this is a good point, right? There are decks that succeed on their own merits. And then there are decks that succeed because they run the proper counter to whatever is more popular, which is another thing that we were discussing, which is like, you know, a deck's popularity is not necessarily representative of its power level. Yeah. I mean, there's also plenty of decks um, that is potentially just like a play style thing, you know? Like, there are decks that like, I see other people win super consistently with, and I marvel at their ability to do so, and then anytime I, I try, yeah. Um, even if I, uh, you know, ask them questions, I try to mimic, I do all sorts of things. Like it just, they don't work for me. And I, you know, I, I, I recognize that, um, you know, I've, I've grown to respect that. Uh, there are, I mean, and these are decks that like, I think are, are junk as well. Right. Like if you were to ask me, I'd be like, dude, that deck is horrible. You know, I don't know how the one person wins with it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those subjective things. Uh, I mean, it happens, right? Like, I'll give you a good example. Again, not a, not a knock, because um, I, you know, I, I, it's just off the top of my head. Um, like, I know CVH loves his item Sorcerer, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks fun to play. I've tried yeah. on several occasions. It's. I don't think that I don't, like, you know, I don't think that I'm so dumb that I don't mentally grasp, you know, the point. Sure, um, I, I, I may actually be I may actually be that dumb, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Like I'm not saying that I'm bright, but uh, 
but like I never have the same results that I ever see CVH have with that deck, you know? And so like, if you were to ask me, Hey, where does item sorcerer fit on this? Like in any point in history, like not, not now, but even like six months ago, three months ago, like at any point I would have been like, I don't, I don't think that thing even belongs on, on a list. Like I think it's junk, right? Like I just don't understand how it wins, but clearly it, it is capable of winning and it can see wins. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the Factotum Assassin, right? Like, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I look at that list and I kind of think the same thing. Like, I, I understand where Ian Bits is coming from. When I look at the list, just inherently, I go, I don't understand how it wins. Am I surprised it wins? No, not at all. And uh, I'm sure that it has a lot in part to do with Snaxy. I'm sure it has a lot to do with, um, you know, misunderstanding, meta, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of probable explanations, but... Like, I get where Ian Bits is coming from. Like, if you look at that list and you're not, like, wowed, I don't blame you. It doesn't, on paper, look like anything, you know, super amazing, so. Yep. I hear you. I mean, and I think you touched on a really good point, which is talking about play style and, like, how people's approach to the game and their experience with that particular deck or play style or archetype is uh is clutch it reminds me of like the three months where i could not get a mid-range uh crusader to win a single game and then i went on an absolute beast of a tear with it and went like 40 and three or four in a season you know finished in the top 20 for that event we did like uh it took a lot of time and once i knew exactly what my all my ins and outs were i played it at a much higher level than i did before yeah. It's like all the people that say, like, uh, you know, Worm King's Agent is junk, Kappa, Kappa, but seriously. Yeah, except Worm King's Agent is just, like, an obviously powerful card. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obvious. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I've been having a lot of fun with that card, and it's been very successful for me, but... Yeah. No, look, I mean, like, just on, like, a mathematical basis, like, that card does more than it, it like, should for its cost. It's very strong. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. But you should just take it out and run Bone Colossus. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> hey, no, it's not a knock on Bone Colossus, though. Um, Bone Colossus like, is also a really strong Yeah, guy. like I was telling you last night, I was playing, like, this mid-range, tempo-y scout, and... Uh, I think I only lost one game on it all night. And even that yeah. game was, like, just me drawing pretty horrible, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bone Colossus has always been kind of a man without a country. <laughs> yeah. Just a really strong card. I think Bone Colossus just is a country. It's like... <laughs> yeah. It's like suddenly you summon, like, all of the armies of Lithuania or something. Absolutely. It reminds me of like my pers the line I'm personally most proud of from our male enhancement commercial mm. where, where I said that sometimes the only thing that's going to give her lethal is a bone colossus. <laughs> bone daddy. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, we should totally do some more commercials, like now that the holidays are coming to a close. That's true. I don't work again until Wednesday, so I got some time. Yeah. And then I have like a few more days off for the first. Or, yeah, for the first. Yeah, so I think next week I work Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday. I think it's an optional day. And then I have Saturday and Monday off again. Maybe Tuesday. I don't know. 
So, Lost Property in chat reminds us that Bone Colossus has synergy with Reflective Automaton, so it's good now. I would like to point out that it also has synergy with the tutus that Worm King's Agent creates, because those are That's skeletons. Um, and Hollow Death Priest. So, I believe the two words you're looking for are check and mate. Fair enough. Um, Empress Duke asks, says, I'm level one in Solo Arena. Is there any reason to keep playing Solo Arena? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's fun. I love Solo Arena. Yeah. If you're just trying to increase your rank, uh, the answer is no. You won't get uh, promotion gold any longer, but you'll still get rewards. Right. Um, I if still you... play... Oh, go ahead. I was just say if you can consistently hit max wins at rank one solo arena, you can just do your daily quest in there every day, and uh, no matter what it is, draft a deck that works for it, and uh, make your gold back and get the rewards. So yeah. it's a pretty effective way to, if you're good at, a pretty effective way to grow your collection. I was gonna say if you play it all on mobile, solo arena is my go-to if I'm playing on lunch at work or something because. Yeah. Uh, there's no turn timers or anything, so if you're playing a match and somebody comes up and interrupts you and needs to talk or whatever, you can yeah. set your phone down, talk for like half an hour, and literally pick it up and keep on playing. So like, uh, right. you know, as a veteran player, I'll still routinely jump into a solo arena every now and then just to, you know, grind past the time. You can also get uh, uh, titles done yes. in solo arena as well. So That's how I got the Devaith Fear one. Uh, that's how I got Iron Atronach. Nice. I got Iron Atronach because the day that the game entered open beta, I crafted Iron Atronach and I started playing them. <laughs> and back then, it was a lot easier to win with that card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, lunch break, dude. Fuck that. Just regular work. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit tougher. Our jobs are a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> Client schedule appointments to see me, and then I have time between them to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, I have a ton of meetings and stuff, and people love to come, like, pick my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm curious. I want to ask a question of chat. Like, how many of you do not yet have the Return to Clockwork City expansion? It's something I'd like to hear about. Yeah, I'm actually really curious about that, too. I'd like to know if you don't have it. If it was like a monetary thing, a you're saving gold thing, or just a, you know, you saw it, you thought, hey, everybody's telling me the power level is shite, so very clearly I should stay away. Right. Because um, I know that there was a lot of that going around for a bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely curious about that. You're missing parts two and three? Did you get the first part for free? Through like a Twitch drop or ESO? It's funny, sometimes it seems like there's no delay, and sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, what's happening is, is like, you'll ask a question, and then um, people are just ignoring you. <laughs> that, make, that makes a lot of sense, too, dude. Intera interaction goes one way. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Bottle of gold. Justin is smoking something? No, Justin's been sober since May 7th, 2012. I am chewing nicotine gum because people are tired of me vaping on camera. <laughs> oh. Right on. That's some interesting responses. Wow, Kaniac hasn't finished it, but he does have it? That's the most puzzling 
answer out of all the chat to me. Because, like, if you have it, I actually thought the story part was, like, really fun. I don't have any idea what happened in the story, but I did, uh... I did enjoy the matches. Uh, did you, like, skip all the cutscenes or something, or...? Yeah, man. Oh, come on, Justin. Look, dude, I had Dwemer decks to build. <laughs> I had memes to achieve. The flying boot. Can I post a wholesome picture and you tell me what you think about it? That sounds like a trap. <laughs> yeah. Also, even though I'm a mod, I have no idea how to let you do that. <laughs> that Seriously, flying boot, you could have worded that a little bit better. That The way you phrase that sentence is like more trappy than trying to pick up somebody at a bar in Thailand. That's pretty trappy. Yeah. As a guy who used to like literally hang around trap houses, like I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you guys haven't seen this, I, I showed Charmer today what I bought him for Christmas. As you may or may not know, Charmer sent me a Bitcoin. There it is on camera. I think I got that. Um, and so I bought Charmer a copy of the Communist Manifesto because fuck Bitcoin. <laughs> I bought him some other stuff too, but that's the good one. You know, you could argue that the entire cryptocurrency phenomenon is the most communist thing that's happened in our generation. Because <laughs> in, in order to earn, like, uh, you know, except for the people buying in, but like at its grassroots level, like you earned by mining, right? Like you were, everybody right. was pitching in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to have this discussion. I'm tired of talking about Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. I was I'm trying to. I was trying to bait you. It was a trap. I, I'm totally tired of talking about it. Stop trying to Admiral Akbar me. <laughs> That's a trap. My little sister just finished the story for it and was excited because she only needed help on the puzzle missions. She only started playing three months ago. Never played a TCG or CCG before. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, I was uh, lurking in somebody's... I think I was lurking in... I don't know. I was lurking in somebody's Twitch while I was at work the other day. And uh, somebody asked about Bitcoin in chat. And I swear to God, dude, somebody said, Bitcoin, is this a Charmer Streams chat? <laughs> what? I swear to God that happened, dude. Oh my gosh, that just made my night. I officially achieved Twitch. I like now I, I'm just going to do uh, my first ever Twitch IRL stream and it's just going to be coin market cap like dot com and me doing financial analysis that I'm wholly unqualified to do. Yeah, like that's that's just going to be it now. I have to tell people sometimes at work in various situations like this is like we have a this is part of our employee agreement that when situations like these arise, we have to say this. I have to tell people, I cannot offer you legal advice. <laughs> and that your financial advising reminds me of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it at all during our cast. <laughs> what the fuck is this? No, this is not, this is not, you don't, you don't see this. <laughs> I do see this. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Sunbleached so, uh, Angel writes what deck did you lose use for the last battle with mechanar and what did you choose uh i just played my one percent scout deck <laughs> yeah i for mechanar played um 
think it was just some big giant like dumb uh sorcerer deck like yeah. i think legitimately it was because i ran balmora spy masters um yeah. and i ran the dragon guys that use all your magicka and make a giant dude Right. Because like the entire the entire idea was like if you get either of those in the first two turns you just win. Um, yeah. Because Balmora Spymaster if it hits the giant. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's based on like whatever your max magicka is. Blah blah blah. Like you can Balmora Spymaster into like a thirty thirty something giant, and then the the ghost can obviously be like a ninety something. Yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds like everybody. Everybody has, except for the one dude. Everybody else in chat has Clockwork City already, huh? That's kind of cool. Oh, took one some bleached. I also had Speaker Terranus in mine. It just didn't oh. come up. Damn, I should have tried that. I should just mulligan until I get it and go nuts. Crusader with hit and run. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know a guy who bought a bunch of Bitcoins at $3 while high? That's much better use of your time while high than I ever experienced. Yeah, why didn't you get high enough to buy cryptocurrency, Justin? Yeah, I was too busy doing other really dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man. OTK Assassin with Hexmage, Atromancer, and Infinite Draw for a one-turn win. That's right on. Yeah, my it luck with Speaker Terranus is like, I would get him, and then I would like only draw Dawn's Wraths until, yeah. Like every every action would just be like another Dawn's Wrath, and I'd be like, oh. Yeah. I even built I built a deck like just for Speaker Terranus and Assassin list, just like full of removal, life gain, things that generate spells and Speaker Terranus, and like, men on a mission to fucking go off with him at some point, and probably spent twenty thirty games trying to do that few months back and I never never pulled it off never lived the dream if you get some free time you should watch my VOD from last night I played against a guy that played speaker Terranus on me yeah um, it was like an arrest mage and he got like he had speaker Terranus though and he got a fourth arrest oh wow and just like got insane stuff uh, no this was two nights ago sorry uh, I ended up losing the game however because I was on support mage and I got down to the point where uh, Journey to Savangard was the last card in my deck. Mm -hmm. Like, I needed Journey to just, like, start drawing stuff and stabilizing. And I just hung on and hung on and hung on and hung on. And Journey, I like, I had one card left in my deck when I died. And I had not yet drawn Journey. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty brutal. No, last night, uh, the other, the thing from last night that was interesting is I had a guy play two Aerostorms on me in one what? turn oh wait i think I, I think i saw that clip did you yeah. put that on twitter i put, twitter? The, I put the clip yeah last yeah, night was fun. full of shenanigans as well the ladders have been a lot of fun lately so i think there are seven actions you can get with or i'm sorry four seven drop actions right that you can get off of uh college winterhold that is correct so in my so i played we haven't talked we haven't had a podcast since the epic rumble um when i did the epic rumble I uh, I was playing on my cell phone driving from Denver to Santa Fe, New Mexico, because you know it was only like twelve hours, whatever. I had to work that morning, so I was doing it on the highway, and uh, I ended up going ten and two. But I 
I played the support mage mirror match, right? And we both got, like, you know, I, I was like, well, I, I, I have to get my, uh, my college winterhold up to seven, um, so I can get a, a uh, insurance policy, right? If uh, he happens to get one. And I got it up to seven, and I got the three cards that aren't Journey to Sovngarde, right? So I took a rest. And um, proceeded to, like, reevaluate my strategy. I had, like, 11 cards in deck, because I had been drawing fewer cards than him in case we both missed Journey. I, I wanted to draw him out of his deck. And uh, he had, like, four or five cards left in his deck. He'd been really just going nuts with the card draw. Like, I wasn't playing my Rune Excavators, Rune Archaeologists, and stuff like that. And... Um, I didn't hit journey and I, I get him. I, I start pushing damage, right? When he's at like six cards left. Um, so that, that I just end the game, right? He gets his college winter hold to seven. Like when he's at like 11 life gets journey casts it. Now he's got like 26 cards in his deck or whatever. The, I, I still pulled off the win though, because I, because I had pushed all that damage, I was able to, you know, kill him. But, like, the moment he got that journey to Sovngarde, I looked at Sander and I was like, oh, fucking God, dude. Like, I was so pissed off. I was like, this is the most ridiculous, like, half-hour-long game I've ever played. But it was a real highlight, and I wish I had that game recorded. Yeah, I I know I told you this off-stream. Uh, I played uh, one game. Uh, I spent, like, a whole night grading papers. I played one game off-stream. I didn't record it, and it ended up being the greatest game that I've never recorded. Uh, I played a support mage game, uh, and this is an interesting thing to note, people. You might not know this. Um, if you have mechanical heart on the table, and you would die, right? So you yep. go to negative health. Yep. But you also trigger a life gain effect. The mechanical heart does not get consumed. Right. So uh, what I had happen to me is I actually went to negative two. But I had negative. I had mechanical heart on the board, and my last rune. So the person was hitting for seven. They would have skipped my last rune normally, but my last rune gets to go off because mechanical heart was on the board, and on my last rune, uh, I triggered night of the hour, and when night of the hour hit play, I healed, and so I was then above zero. And mechanical heart, even though it allowed that scenario to occur, did not like get consumed. But it was a crazy game. Like, I went to negative twice in that game. Uh, I stabilized yeah. once at one health. Um, like, it was just an absolute bonkers game. And, of course, I didn't record it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just an interesting thing to me that, you know, even if uh, they would do enough to, like, skip the last rune, if you will. If you have Mechanical Heart on the board, uh, the last runes will still get to go off. Um, yep. But then if you heal as a result, so, again, Night of the Hour, Healing Potion, anything like that the heart doesn't get consumed, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that is fascinating. I mean, it, it sort of makes sense, right? But it also sort of makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um, it, I just, I'm sure it's one of those things where my opponent was probably really pissed off, right? Because they, they were like, okay, well, at least I can get him to burn the heart right? so that I can try to push for lethal next turn. Um, yeah. And it did not burn the heart, so. That's really interesting. Good times. I feel like we just nailed that conversation about the meta, and I don't, I, I don't mean about the meta snapshots tier list type thing. I don't I don't know where to go with that. Go from there. Well, I mean, we're at basically the interactive portion of the podcast, so for me it would be, you know, I'd like to know what other people are seeing now post-nurse, yeah. and I'd like to know what other people feel like are 
um, you know, what do they think the, you know, top tier decks are now post nurse and yeah. sp even more specifically, like, why do you consider them top tier? You know, because again, tiers like that ambiguous thing. Is it just because you're seeing them a bunch? Um, right. Is it because you're getting good performance? You know, do you truly think like, Hey, this is the best deck as the most, you know, yeah. broad widespread matchups. Like I'd like to hear from chat, you know, their perspective. I know some people have already chimed in. Ian's been great. You know, Turquoise Link was uh, chatting as well, but, yeah. you know, just a more specific call to action from chat. You know, while they're posting their comments and questions, I want to say, I, 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 you know, missing a week is weird. This is the first time we've missed an episode, you know? Yeah. Um, last time we, were, we did this, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Doomcrag Sorcerer. We did some theory crafting on that. I've since played a lot of Doomcrag Sorcerer and had a lot of success with it, man. I've had a lot of fun. It's been great. You know, it's funny you mention that because I've actually had a lot of people tell me that they have been playing Doomcrag and that they've also had a lot of fun. And I've seen people tweeted us like we had uh, requested, right? Like I was just pulling up my phone. Yeah. White Bear tweeted at me. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Ray Ray was doing it that night. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've actually run into it on the ladder. And I've seen other people play against it. Yeah. So, you know, we're like trendsetters or whatever. No, I mean, uh, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like, you build some good decks and and I'm fun to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's been going on. Yeah, I was, I was on a roll with that scout list last night. Um, I don't know. I, I got more testing to do. It's a small sample size so far. But last night it was feeling really, really solid. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing that list. Immortal King 1982 writes, I've played seven different scouts today out of ten games of Doomcrack Sorcerer and only two are ramp. The rest were mid-range, both with and without Slay. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, the scout list I was playing last night was mid-range. It was uh, like a tempo-based. Yeah. Burn the Sky feels like mid-archer is pretty good. I have seen an insane amount of mid-range and uh, rage archers. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly like not surprised just by the move to mid range in general. Um, when we saw the nurse, that was one of the things I highlighted in the like quick YouTube video I did. Um, yeah, and that's just because if you know whether or not Crusader is uh, still good, you know, because I think it yeah. is still good. But whether or not that is the case, when something gets nerfed, there's that like psychological trigger of okay, right. I'm gonna play something else now. And so right. if people are playing less fast, aggressive decks, um, mid-range ends up being, like, really, really strong, right? They don't have to worry about things getting underneath them as much. Um, right. They, they can be pretty resilient in the mirror if you, you know, don't basically get draw host. Um, they're a great way to showcase skill, right? Like, if you have good knowledge of who's the beatdown versus who is uh, on defense... Um, yeah. And then if you build it properly, you can be pretty resilient against a lot of control decks. So I'm not surprised at all by the, the rise in mid-range style decks. I agree. Of course, the response to this, though, is that Control Mage is going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I don't normally do this, but we're going to have to call this one out. So Umpy in chat says, meta shmeta, it's simple. You want to win, just make sure you go second and have the ring. And to, did, that, to that, I say... Uh, you're either new here or purposefully trying to trigger me because um, the, go ahead the, go ahead the ring is not an advantage 
where I'm actually where I'm actually over a year now of officially tracking my ring stats. Um, I'm probably gonna do like a, a year in review video at some point, but uh, for for over a year now, I am consistently and, and was last month, and I am still this month, uh, consistently having a better win rate going first than going second. I believe the devs when they say that. That's my experience too. I will say. Today I was playing a deck like um, I today I was playing uh, Last Gasp Assassin, uh, and that's a deck that that would like to have the ring. There are certainly decks like that. It's not most decks, but so it's interesting because Hannibal says the ring uh, might be an advantage if you're aggro. Well, as somebody who's played a lot of time to fight, yeah. So I played a lot of aggro crusader, um, yeah. a lot of other charge decks. Uh, even when I played those. I had yeah. a, a stronger win rate going first, um, yeah. and this month I've played almost exclusively mid-range, except for a small handful of uh, support mage, um, and even as mid-range, where a lot of people say, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people say that mid-range also favors the ring. Um, I again, mid-range, I'm still stronger going second, and it's yeah. so funny. Somebody says it's just a coincidence. Uh, it's anecdotes yeah. proving my hypothesis. It's a, I mean, it's a year's worth of data. Look, everyone who's tracked their data has has demonstrated that going first is an advantage statistically. That's that's the, the yeah. bottom line. So, in fact, uh, I just put it in chat. So, at any given moment when I'm playing for the month, you can see what my current month uh, is, and then I also have archived in like another folder on Google Drive every previous month. So I literally can go back until mid December of 2016 and uh, show what all of my my win rates are for going first and second and across different archetypes and, and so on and so forth. So my- That's it's just how it is. Yeah. So Justin just, he's, he's rolling his eyes and he's upset because he knows that this triggers me. But I was telling him the other day, like there's not something that triggers me more, uh, you know, yeah. than the ring. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it is what it is. There are some there are some things that are really, really powerful to do first, right? Like land a goblin skulk. Okay? Sure. And and those things... I mean, like, look, there are exceptions to this, of course. But they're so situational and contingent upon specific cards or mirror matches that they're insignificant to the larger picture, which is that having the ring is statistically, most of the time, a disadvantage. Yeah. And I think a lot of it also just has to do with the mindset thing. So I think I've talked about this on stream before. I don't remember if I've talked about it on the cast, so I apologize. But for me, it's it's just a, you know, if, if I'm playing a mid-range deck and yeah. I don't have the ring, yeah. I just automatically assume I'm on the defensive, right? Like, yeah. you just have to change your mindset of, you know, all right, I'm not trying to press my advantage and do the right. things I would normally do. I don't have initiative here. So, right. like, if I'm on Sorcerer, for example, and I don't have the ring, then I yeah. still play creatures, but instead of, you know, trying to slowly press my advantage, I'm just trying to control the board and until yes. I can snowball that way, right? Sometimes right. it's till they're all the way out of resources, or sometimes it's just until I've, like, doubled them in board state, and then I know that I've kind of changed the tide of tempo. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, you just have to change your mindset. And I think a lot of people have a game plan going into a game and they just don't deviate. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I think that, that has a little bit to do with it. Uh, I can't speak much to the balance in Hearthstone except to say that the game is like not particularly well balanced in the first place. 
I mean, like you look at things like the incredibly <laughs> disparate power levels of the hero powers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's also uh, no runes, no lanes. Yeah, the coin counts as an action. Right. It's just much different. It's like I guess a bit a good way to look at it. For, at least the way I look at it is. Hearthstone was developed by uh, fans of card games, and uh, Elder Scrolls Legends was developed by professional card game players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Link's right there. He says it's massively favored to whoever he was first, and uh, I would agree. Um... Magic, I think it depends on uh, the format and the block link. Um, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you on like on a general whole, but Magic, there has yeah. certainly been times where being uh, on the draw has been beneficial. I uh, will say, like Turquoise, I've been playing uh, Vintage Cube today, and that is 100% like you go first or you probably lose. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> depends on format and just like what kind of the meta is at the time. But for yeah. most of Magic's history, going first is a huge advantage. Uh, yes. If you want to talk about like actual going first versus going second uh, imbalance, like look no further than Gwent. Uh, Gwent has a pretty massive imbalance in terms of who goes first and second as well. Um, and they, I don't, I don't know how they're going to tackle that. Like it's, but it's been a problem since closed beta. So, yeah, yeah. If we if we if, if we're upset about our like one to two percent difference, uh, you know, on the ring, I I encourage you to go play a different game. Yeah. <laughs> Check out Gwent for a while and come back. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm also just like n literally not smart enough to play Gwent apparently. <laughs> Yeah, but you love Sudoku, and it's like the same thing. I do like Sudoku, but it takes me like uh, 12 hours to do a complicated Sudoku, and uh, I cannot think that quickly while I'm playing Gwent. You just you play the one with the highest numbers every turn. Also, when I was playing <laughs> Sudoku, I need to clarify, when I was playing Sudoku every day, I literally had years of free time with which to play Sudoku, so it's not like I was pressed for like doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Free time being, I, I guess, an ironic description of that. <laughs> that <Yeah>. time. <laughs> As the number of high quality one drops increase, the favor to person going first will increase. I think that's why most one drops are shit. That's an interesting idea. I mean, I get it. And that's certainly a, a bigger issue in a game like Hearthstone. Um, and I'm not going to disagree with the statement on the whole, but I will say that Legends is better equipped to deal with that than other card games because of the presence of two lanes and because of the presence of runes like it's so funny because when you hear people talk about runes and prophecy as a mechanic in this game you will yeah. very 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 frequently hear people say prophecies are meant to be defensive right but yeah. nowhere in the history of me ever playing this game all the way back to closed beta have i ever heard the devs say this is a defense mechanic right it's just a game mechanic um after having played this for as long as I have, I'm a full, full-on believer that prophecies and runes and so forth are meant to be tempo, and they're meant to be exploited one way or the other, one direction or the other. And so, um, 
you know, if one drops start to rise in value, uh, I can almost assure you that there will be prophecies that are meant to swing the tempo of a game in the other direction. Um, it's not, again, like Hearthstone is very much like, it's a snowball-y game. Like if you get out and going, um, that's probably it. Uh, but at least this game, like you can play with the lane mechanics, you can play with some prophecies, there are things you can do. Uh, there's also, the other thing that's kind of nice is that Legends doesn't have to dance around hero powers, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that Legends can do. Um, I mean, I would, you know, Legends is a perfect example of a game where one health matters a lot. You know, you look at cards like Thorn Hiss Mage, you know, there was a big difference between the 2.4 and the 2.5 version. Uh, yeah. Brynjolf, big difference between the 2.4 and the 2.5 version. Um, yeah. Moonlight Werebat, right? Like, yep. And if we if we were to imagine legends where there was ever hero powers, like it would further skew all of those things. So I'm yeah. I'm very like happy that we don't have that. Yeah, I agree. Good old Thorn Histage. He had a good. He had a good. She had. It had a good run. Still a good card. Just not like as good. Oh, Umpy says, uh, miss the really old school days of MTG before net decking. You show up to an event with 500 people playing 500 different decks. Now it's 500 people playing three decks. I can honestly tell you I've never been to an event that had 500 people or even close to that. I would almost say I've never been to an event that had 50 or more people that was in a time where net decking wasn't a thing. Like... By the time that I was playing competitive magic, it was it was already a thing. I've been playing for a long time. In fact, uh, if I got it around here somewhere, I still have my Arena League plaque. Dude, this show is racking up way too many props. From 1997... Here we go, there we go. 1997, the MTG Arena League. I know you can't tell because the names are all small, but my name is somewhere on this plaque from uh, the local gaming shop. So I've, I've been doing the magic thing for a bit. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Duelist. Gentle Ben coming in with the old throwbacks. No, oh, hell yeah, Turquoise. Turquoise, if you ever want to get involved in some of the uh, meme videos that I make and that Charmer and I do together, um, message us on Twitter because we have some ideas that require multiple people doing things. Yes, absolutely. Please get in touch with me, Link. We would love to have you as part of that. Plus, I just need a place to crash when I go to Australia, so. Hell yeah. Turquoise Link, or I'm sorry, Hannibal939 writes, played Magic from Alpha to just after Ice Age, net decking wasn't much of a thing back then. Well, I think during the Ice Age, it was more about, like, huddling around for warmth and killing mammoths <laughs> with their fur. Like, I don't know how much internet was available back then. Yeah. I guess, for me, like, like, I played back then, too, but, like, the the competitive scene wasn't the same back then, as I guess what I'm trying to say, though, right? Like, 
you didn't go to 50 person tournaments and maybe you did and maybe you lived in a big city right but i live in like a medium to small size city so like for me the only time there were big tournaments was once they started instituting like states and regionals and then they actually started like ptqs and grand prix um and it, at those there's obviously lots of people but like the local arena things from back then at least in my neighborhood like you would never get 50 people so i guess that's what i meant by the when I say like by the time that I was hitting events where there was 50 or more people, um, net decking was far and away already a thing. And then before then, the competitive scene just wasn't like a real competitive scene the way we think of now, right? Like it was a, you know, you know, you won 10 packs or something if you took first place. Like that was, like if you want if you want a real trip down nostalgia lane, literally look up the deck that won the first ever Magic World Championship, like and look up the recap of that. It'll blow your mind. Because when you think of the cards that were around in like Alpha and Beta, and then you look at the decks that actually won the World Championships, it was, uh, it was something else. Yeah, no, it, I mean, that was huge. Uh, I think the last uh, GP I went to was in the thousands as well. I think the first one I went to, Gentle Ben... Um, I went to a Grand Prix that was in, like, Indianapolis, um, and I think that had, like, four or five hundred people. But. Good times, man. Sorry, I, I had to step away for just a second there. No, I know, I saw. I just assumed that you were being robbed. Please. You know, not a lot of times in my day-to-day -day life do I think to myself anymore, although this used to happen more, but, like, I used to think, to, like, when I was out, like, when people would, like, give me shit or something, like, in a line or, you know, at some bureaucratic office, I'd be like, like, if you only fucking knew, right? But now, sometimes, I do still occasionally think, like, I wish somebody would break into this motherfucker. <laughs> oh... I love how Hannibal's like, you know, Alpha was on a different power level too with, you know, bombs being things like Elder Landworm or Pitlord. No, bombs were the first turn win combos like Channel Fireball. <laughs> it's just nobody played those back then, but they were available. That's what makes me laugh. It's like, you know, it's like the Legends history. When you look at the, uh, the deck that won the very first, uh... Hey, shit, that's my deck! <laughs> oh, god damn it! <laughs> the very first tournament... And then you look at what was available. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I love you, man. That is my fault. Oh. <laughs> that's right. They can't take that away from me, though. Charmer looks frightened. Charmer always looks frightened because Charmer's tired and runs on, like, three hours sleep and does way too many things in his life. I'm, yeah. I'm literally every moment uh, just fearful. Like, if I get a pain... Every, honestly, here's real real depressing talk but ever since i had that tia and i found out i have that blood disorder where i'm prone to clots if i get like a headache i immediately think i'm gonna die i'm just like oh this is the stroke that takes me you know it, it's so uh it, it causes a bit of anxiety i'm not gonna lie good times yeah yeah i i live in constant fear of dying all the time justin yeah good times i mean what are you gonna do man <laughs> <laughs> look dude the doctor is out <laughs> i know i know you're you're about an hour in and we took last week off so you're not used to being up this late i know where you're at 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you see new Star Wars yet? I I did. Uh, I I would be more than happy to go on a uh, a rant, but I don't know who has not seen it in chat, and I want to be respectful of yeah, that. But that's true. Let's let's wait another week before we start talking about Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I I already wrote like. Uh, a magnum opus uh, that I could just copy and paste and send to you because I put on Twitter like I've seen it but out of respect I'll only talk via DMs and a few people contacted me and I wrote like you know my master's thesis on how how that was almost the the right film and that I I have this un uh, unproven theory where I, I legitimately feel like um, a different film was made and that uh, what we got was a semi-corrected one because there's a lot of plot tools that were used that then were not like used at the end, but they also still gave Ryan Johnson the next three movies. So in my head, Ryan Johnson uh, filmed his original vision and people went, yeah, this is really good, but we can't do that for this. So Disney changed it on him and then said, like, but we're going to give you your own film series. Go, go have fun with it. Like, I legitimately feel like that is what happened because, um, again, there was some really cool plot tools that they put in place that then, yeah. like, had something else. But again, like, I'll, I'll send you my master's thesis on it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So Right on. Hey, so uh, I sent you a Twitter message I need you to read real quick. I need two seconds and I'll be right back with a special guest. Oh no, a Twitter message. Yes. Oh man. He's asking me to make decisions. Oh, well, what do you know? Ho, 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 ho. Merry last gasmus. <laughs> we have been visited by, by, by Santa. No, no, I, I'm his cousin, Necrom Mastermind uh, Claus. Oh, Necrom Claus, huh? Well, That's I guess right. we couldn't get uh, A-list celebrities like Santa. No, after we got Pete Hines, we kind of just... We lost all our gas. Yeah, I mean, even even CVH turns us down now, so... That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe the next time we shoot for the moon, we should try to get Krampus. Yeah, no, I made a Krampus joke today, actually, to somebody, and they didn't know what I was talking about. It was quite heartbreaking. My son knows who Krampus is, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That makes sense. So, uh, here's what I'd like people to do in chat. I want you to tell me the nicest or naughtiest thing you did... <laughs> this year in legends and i'm gonna tell you if that puts you on the good list or the bad list <laughs> orcs deserve santa too yeah look sandra's sleeping so i can't transform into the orc on my own right now <laughs> uh Croc is krampus an orc no krampus is krampus Krampus deserves just being Krampus. He's his own creature type. Like, uh, are there any creatures in Legends with a unique creature type? 
Um, I feel like there is. Or at least there was in Corset. I have to, like, look now, but I feel like there was for a bit. Right on. All right, so here's some, some list applicants. The Flying Boot, nicest. I helped people out on the TESL subreddit. Worst, I played Ramp Scout in the Epic Rumbles and hit top 200 each time. Oh, that's a tough one, man. That's naughty and nice. I'm going to put you on the naughty list, though, for playing Scout in Epic Rumble. Schwitty, good to see you, first of all. And you said you played decks with little to no win condition other than to waste your opponent's time. That puts you on the nice list, bro. That's that's every deck I play. Propaganda Style 87, type GG, thanks for the rank up to CVH's chat five seconds after the game ended. <laughs> nice list. Yalkin, Papa Necrom, I stopped playing Orcs and net decked Ramp Scout. Mm, I don't know. I could go either way, man. Like, orcs are good and strong, still good and strong, but uh, kind of irritating to play against. Ramp Scout, real irritating to play against. On balance, I'm going to put you on the naughty list. I'm, I'm going to go with naughty list on that one as well, just because they stopped playing orcs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Turquoise Link, I conceded the Griffin Gasp when he dropped his third mud crab on me. That puts you at the top of the nice list, Turquoise Link. That's it. That's a gentleman's move <laughs> i'm actually but, gonna disagree what Mr. santa i'm what interjecting all right he is on the naughty list because you are you are supposed to concede on first mud crab oh good call he let good call. three mud crabs at the table before he recognized that sudoku was the only option dude those guys were lonely um Sunbleached Angel writes, my naughtiest thing was going from rank 12 to rank 5 with Ramp Scout. Well, thank you very much for causing a lot of players at rank 12 to uninstall. I'm sure that long-term, the game is going to be better for it, right? Wink, wink. You're <laughs> you're on the naughty list. Natsfan100 writes, Barbus. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If you meant to type Barabbas and you voted to release him instead of Jesus, then you might be responsible for some really interesting things that happened historically afterwards. So let's uh, let's go with a push on that. Um, Aviva1313 writes, Naughtiest thing I did was play more Gwent than Legends. It's all right, man. Legends is a great game, but if it's not your only game, that's totally fine. You're that could, I mean, I hate Gwent, but like, you know, I say that's a nice list thing. Hannibal939 writes, when I play casual and see someone playing unupgraded cards, I usually play until t until turn lethal concede when I am ahead. That's put That puts you on the nice list, man. That's nice of you. It helps them get those wins if they need to get their collection bigger. Sunbleached Angel writes, Manticora. Yeah, playing Manticora is kind of a dick move. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the naughty list. <laughs> Conciliar, Conciliar writes, I strangled a control mage with two Withered Hand Cultists and a Garnag. Oh, man. That hurts. Withered Hand Cultist is one of the most feel-bad cards in the game. Um, and Garnag is their god. I'm going to put you on the nice list, though, for uh, playing Garnag. Kazookrock writes, I didn't play Ladder for a month, so I could have fun with a higher win rate. Um, damn, dude. <laughs> That's pretty shitty. <laughs> Like, I did something similar in that I deranked, but it wasn't on purpose. So I just didn't play much for a month. Uh, and people were not fans of me beating up on people with meme decks. So I got back up to rank 5. Um, I'm going to put you on the naughty list. Aranega writes, I had a delivery and had to AFK during a match. Came back to find an opponent had not killed me and had not timed out left on 1 HP. Then I won the match. Dude, that's legendary shit. I'm going to put you on the uh, nice list for that. 
Turquoise Link, but you have to force them to assemble Mudcrab Exodia first. Uh, I know I, th I talk about this often, but I once did 30 damage to a guy in a match with a Enraged Mudcrab. Um, Charmer, every Mudcrab is Exodia. That's true. Everyone. Hannibal939 writes, Naughty thing I did was getting Embassy Disguise off Plunder and Battle Mage, parked a disguised Withered Hand Cultist in open lane in front of Hive Defender against Action Mage. <laughs> I'll put you on the nice list for that. Soldier Ron writes, My naughty thing was riding Crusader Romano Red to Legends pre-nerf. Um, that's straight on the naughty list, man. Sorry. See uh, My 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 writes, I beat someone with two Prophecy Bolts in a row. Might have been Nerazuri. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the nice list for that, even though it's kind of an awful thing to do to a human being. <laughs> for the Winchester writes, I spam people with emotes when they try to rope me. Rope win me? Um, I mean, God, that's like bad meeting evil, dude. Uh... Uh, as long as, like, they're the one who initiated the being an asshole move, I guess you're going on the nice list. Hey, real talk. Every time somebody tries roping me when I'm live on stream, I tell people that the only reason they're roping me is they have diarrhea. Nice. I never say they're bad managing me. I'm always like, hey, no, guys, it's cool. You just had diarrhea. Very nice. Uh, Sexy Chewbacca69, that's a, that name goes hard, uh, <laughs> writes, I stopped playing Legends for six months to play Gwent and never hit the good game button there. <laughs> <laughs> Why, dude? You're, that's naughty list stuff. Immortal King 1982. The naughtiest thing I ever did was take 500 games to get to Legend this month. Nah, dude, that's fine. I don't even know if I'm going to hit Legend this month. Sexy Chewbacca sounds like a rapper that belongs to Kashyyyk Money Records. Oh, damn, dude. Damn. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to start rapping. <laughs> but, but you have to wrap presents before you deliver them. Oh, shit. I'm going to wrap my presents by taking my gifts for you to UPS and telling them to do it for me. Uh, Soldier Run, my nicest thing was punishing greed with Mono Red Crusader. Naughty list, bro. Straight to the naughty list. All I play are greedy decks. Santa's got greed. Okay, so I have one more question. Uh, Hazy, you said that you didn't have the Clockwork City expansion right? When we asked earlier who didn't have it? I need you to say something in chat, please. Hazy1 underscore. Yes, Hazy1 underscore. Please please say hello to uh, Necron Master Claus. Right. Okay. Well, in the spirit of the holiday, which is uh, Last Gasmus, I'm going to send you a code straight from the Fun and Interactive Justin and Charmer uh, podcast arena for Clockwork City. So check your private messages. Tick tock, tick tock. Right, I'm sending it right now, Hazy. You just got Clockwork City. There you go. Merry Last Gasmus, buddy. And to, to everybody else, I'm sorry you got clock blocked. Dude, I've been saying shit like that in the chat with I can't I don't even know how many times I've said clock blocked in private messages to Charmer in the last month. <laughs> yeah, so my bad, dude. But there you go, man. Oh. Enjoy it. You looked under your chair and all you see is crumbs? Yeah, Schwitty, sorry, not everybody gets gets it. Like I said, clock blocked. Yep. 
You'll take 50 packs? Hey, when I, when I was on uh, the last Bethesda stream of the year, I convinced Pete Hines to give away a third pack code. And for those of you who were there live, uh, that was not scripted. Like, he was only going to give away two, and I talked him into the third one, so. Nice. Yeah, when we got the codes to give away a couple weeks ago, it was because Charmer and I were chalking in private messages. And I was like, hey, dude, we should just ask for codes to see if we can get some more to give away. <laughs> I was like, what do we have to lose? Yep. <laughs> and so we sent a message. Sure enough, we got some codes to give away. Hey, we are not giving away my fucking cat. All right. Celine, who, by the way, also got gifts today. Is that why we um, haven't heard her? Yeah, she's a good kitty. We gave her a bunch of salmon and some kind of sa canned salmon with uh, with uh, sweet potatoes. I don't. I didn't know cats like that stuff. Um, and, and she ate it all up and she's passed out on the floor. I can see her. Um, how do you use that code? Uh, man, good question, dude. I don't honestly know. I'm sure that somebody else can explain it to you. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. So yeah, basically you'll just go to Bethesda.net. I put it in chat there as well, but, uh, you go to Bethesda.net and you will, once you sign in, right? Uh, under your profile area there should be like a tab or a button that says like redeem code and then you'll put it in there and you should get like a confirmation message and then it'll be uh, added to your account the next time you sign into the game yeah in case you guys missed it earlier I'm chewing nicotine gum tonight because uh, I've received a surprising number of complaints about my vaping on camera <laughs> see I've never once complained, no matter how much I hate it. Oh, thanks, dude. Good looking. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that passive, passive aggressiveness is why I love you. Yeah, sometimes I I think I was like born southern because I just I, I have that perfect delivery for the like bless your heart, you know? Yeah. Bless your heart. No, bless your heart, child. Yeah. Oh, it's good times. Why would anybody complain about vaping? I don't know, man. If, Who knows? if I'm playing devil's advocate soldier, I think some people don't like the sound. And I only know that because uh, there's another streamer buddy of mine who does also uh, vape when he is streaming. And uh, it came up in his chat and they talked about it. And the most common complaint for the people who are against it just legitimately said they didn't like the sound. Um, yeah. Like, I think one person said it sounds like you're choking on a CPAP machine. <laughs> No, oh, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, like it was pretty rough when they were talking, but it was it was kind of cool because they had like an open, honest like dialogue. Um, yeah, and like they worked it out, and so now he just mutes, and now they're they're fine. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like I'm, I do what I do because I want people to have a good time, and if people aren't having a good time because it's something I'm choosing to do, like I'm doing it wrong. So it doesn't matter to me. I'm not suffering because I'm not vaping because I have nicotine gum. Yeah, but now I'm suffering because I'm watching you with nicotine gum. And, like, that might – I might be more offended by that than the vaping. Yeah. Well, you know, like – so I go and I speak in prison sometimes. And, like, I can't bring my vape in there, right? But I can bring gum, which is crazy because you think they wouldn't let you bring any controlled substances in. But nobody seems to care that I bring gum in and I just chew the gum. Hey, Maricon. Happy last gasmus. Good to see you. Hey, fun, fun story, Justin. Uh, when I was streaming recently, Maricon was hanging out in chat because he's a wonderful, uh, amazing, dashing fellow. And I, I said, agree. hey, hey, Paul, like, you should do the podcast sometime, and you should also 
give me an excuse to move to Denver. And then I didn't see him speak up in chat for the rest of the night. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that did not end the way I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, it ended exactly the way I thought it would. Uh, Also, for the people, again, I saw sound come up. I apologize. I'll have that fixed for next week. Now that I know what's doing it and it's a Google Hangouts thing, I'll have it fixed for... uh, for next week so because i've been trying to adjust it on the fly as we go i'm sure when i listen to this back it's going to be horrendous with my volume going up and down um but at least i know what the problem is and i'll fix it for next time right on man right on americon you i don't know if you're here but everybody was listing why they should be on the naughty or nice list for the year we've had a lot of really naughty players A lot of confessions to playing Crusader. <laughs> a lot of good times. Yeah, a lot of confessions of uh, Scout. Yes. All right, man. Lots of confessions about meta decks on casual. Yes. The good news is, though, is that, uh, you know, um, Necrom Mastermind Claws died for your sins and for your last gasps. And uh, <laughs> you've all been forgiven. <laughs> American, that is funny. He asks, is it last graspmas? Is it? D- no. Did I fuck up? No, no, because remember there was the card reveal where it said last grasp? There was a oh, yeah. The card reveal. Good call. Yeah. He's, he's doing uh, this thing. It's called a, a callback. Uh, comedians yeah. do it. I'm, sure, like I'm it. sure you've never heard of it. No, I'm not very funny. So I mean, it really eludes. It really eludes me. Oh, dude, that reminds me of how like the first like two or three months of me recording videos, I consistently called Piercing Javelin by its pre-name change name, the name that it had in closed beta. Oh yeah, yeah. I called it that for a long time. Yeah, Dawn's Wrath used to have a different name too, right? Because I mm. I used to mess that one up a lot. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, it was like some storm, like firestorm or. I don't remember. It's never really clear to me what I can talk about from closed beta, so I just don't say that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, the only reason I mentioned that one is because it was, like, on the website for a bit. So, like, it was technically public knowledge. I wonder yeah. if it's still there, actually, because I, I don't think they've even updated the website for a bit. Hey, uh, dude, I gave the code to. hazy one underscore. Please uh, let us know when that works. <laughs> Good times. Naughty for knife. You know, in terms of like things I'm grateful for this year, I have to say like I was having a great time playing Legends oh, last It was what? burning light and that's on the that's on the website still too. Oh, is it? Yeah, I can I'm staring right now at burning light, uh but it's the piercing javelin like yeah. I'm finding old screenshots. Yeah, burning light uh, was the old piercing javelin name? See, we're allowed to say it because it's it's public knowledge. If I can find it on the website, right? Fair um, enough. I'm staring at this. Doesn't have the card name, but the old animation for Dawn's Wrath because there used to be a different animation when it was whatever the like storm yeah. thing was. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just got really excited. Now you're cool, man. I was just saying that like a year ago, I was real excited to be playing Legends. Like I had ideas for new decks and stuff like that, and we were about to get the Madhouse collection, and. Uh, a year later, like, I'm just as grateful to be playing this game, if not more so, you know? We got a bunch of new cards, the community's gotten bigger, the uh, number of people I've met through this game has increased dramatically. Um, 
the game's given me a lot of opportunities to do some really cool things, have some really good times. And uh, I really like this is right before I started doing costumes in the channel. And it's been really good for me to. Uh, it's been really good for me to get out of my shell more with the channel. You know, the channel itself was a big step forward for me, put myself out there. And the costumes that I started doing uh, about a year ago were a big part of that as well. And like, I feel like I've really grown as a person. Like, I've really had a good time uh, with this game, and I think it's helped me in a lot of ways. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I found another fun one from the uh, the public website. Uh, Nakreen used to just be called Dragon Priest. Yeah. I, oh, so I can talk about that. Yeah, he wasn't unique until like right before open beta dropped. Yeah, like you can you can't see like his abilities, but you can see here like if you click on that and scroll to intelligence. Um, yeah. Just like I've got the physical versions of some of the cards, right? So like if I hold up Wabajack to the camera. If you look really closely, you can see that this used to be... Oh, it's going to be hard to see with the glare. Uh, this used to be an intelligence card. So Wab yeah. Wabajack was uh, not always neutral. Yeah. These are all things I'm allowed to say because it's uh, like publicly findable. To be fair, it's kind of hard to navigate around that website. So it's possible that Bethesda just doesn't know it's there. <laughs> um, I mean, I would buy that except for that I've message them several times about some things I'd like to see on their website. I know that they're doing an overhaul, so like I don't I don't want this to sound like it's a complaint thing. They're in the middle of overhauling their website, but it's feedback I've given them. So Maricon writes that one of the things he's most proud about is that one of the first prototype cards was the mechanical equivalent of Dawn's Wrath and it was eight Magicka then nailed it. Nice. Yeah I think eight Magicka is perfect for that card. Yeah, I would agree. Good times. I see Schwitty found the uh, thing with the old animation. Yeah, that animation used to be pretty awesome. Oh, that picture that uh, the flying boot wrote, posted about the dog is real cute. Yeah, that's adorable. Hey, Peko Nab, what's going on, man? I like all the uh, little crabs you posted there. Do-do-do-do-do. So how about we close out this episode with everybody else writing something that they're really... Uh, grateful for that happened with legends this year i'd love to see what everybody else is you know we talked about naughty and nice list and that was fun but i'm, I'm really curious to know what what from this game like kind of made your year what what did you enjoy about it you know i'd like to see that because 2017 was a huge year for legends you know uh, we went we uh exited beta we uh had our first new content releases we had the mobile, mobile release. That's right. People playing on their cell phones. A lot of cool stuff has happened. Um, we saw the uh, the tournament scene move beyond just something that I could win with a bunch of dumpster tier cards. <laughs> Any foreshadowing on future guest possibilities? So up until like 12 hours ago, CVH was supposed to be our guest tonight, but he dropped out at the last minute. So, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility that we'll have some more guests in the future. I know we've discussed having Ray Ray Barker back. If that's something you all would like to see, that could happen. Yeah, maybe um, maybe this guy named uh, Ian might want to do it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool if we could have Ian Bits on. That'd be neat. I mean, I, I think it would be fun. I agree. Obviously, yeah. we talked about it off the air. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're hesitant to ask people. Like, 
Well, we've everyone we've asked has showed up, right? Except Maricon. <laughs> and CVH. And CVH. Damn, so we only are like three out of five. All right. So let's see. Some of the people's things they're grateful for. Fuckstick writes he's gratefully discovers two of the best Twitchers in the game in Charmer and Justin. Man, you really need to find more people on Twitch. I'm sorry, but that's good to hear. Uh, Pakunab made top 100 in March. That was cool. Congratulations, man. Kaniac222 is just playing grateful that exists. Love the game. That's awesome to hear. Absolutely terrible. Enjoyed having something new to play instead of his two games. That's awesome. Kazoo Croc is grateful for mobile and fun and interactive. Right on. Iron Agath is grateful for finding the game and joining the community. Well, it's good to have you here, man. Burn the Sky likes the Grand Melee. I agree. I think it's a lot of fun. Some Bleached Angel, all the nerfs seem deserved and made the game better. All the expansions have been great. Playing on my tablet. Hell yeah, those are all good ones. Peko Nav loves the great Grand Melees. Uh, Soldier Ron's grateful for Twitch drops, both helping the collection and introducing you to this amazing community. Hell yeah. I see a lot of echoing that Twitch drops were legit. That's what's up. Yeah, I... I mean, I agree that a lot of the nerfs uh, were deserved. You know, when Shieldbreaker got nerfed, I agreed with it. When um, Northwind Outpost got nerfed, I agree with that. I think that at 2, it was incredibly strong. Um, that being said, every time they nerf those cards and they talk about uninteractive gameplay, I feel like I'm being personally targeted for playing Time to Fight. <laughs> yeah, because I am apparently just a cancer on the ladder. But that's okay. Look, man. <clears throat> Direwolf Digital is the chemotherapy we need to deal with the bullshit decks you Listen, play in this game, so get the fuck out of here. Every, every <laughs> good hero needs a good heal, right? Uh, do they? I feel like you can just be a good person. <laughs> yeah, but then their story isn't, you know. I don't think that good. I don't think good requires evil. <laughs> But, but they do if you're trying to get, like, an epic ballad. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I keep bards employed. You keep bards employed? Yeah. I would argue you're failing miserably, considering I've never met a bard. Starsung bard. I've never seen Starsung bard played, so I've never won any. <laughs> yeah. My point remains. <laughs> we got uh, some more grateful... More gratitude here. Um... People grateful for Twitch drops. For the Winchesters, grateful for the Hiss Mage nerf. Uh, Hannibal939, grateful for mobile. Can play on his tablet when he's not home. That's what's up. Yalkin's grateful for the people to let me play out my meme decks. One day, Last Gas Scout will be viable, I tell you. I wait for. I am looking forward to that day as well, Yalkin. Uh, Fuckstick says the nerfs have been solid. Immortal King is grateful for the growth of the game and how much more there is for it to grow. I totally agree. Hazy is grateful for people like Justin Charmer and CVH put a lot of work into this game and community. Schwitty and Link, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Schwitty and Link are badass. Charmer's okay, and CVH, uh, you know, I, CVH puts in a lot of work for this game. I just wish he had actually showed up tonight. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is you'll let CVH speak to his own merits? Absolutely, man. When he shows up on the podcast, <laughs> he can talk about how great yeah. he is. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he did like he did say he was going to come. He actually gave us this very nice write-up about how he felt the current state of the meta was. You know, I don't want it yeah. to sound like he like left yeah. us hanging or anything. He just had a conflict, guys. So Yeah, don't, I think it was uh, work or something, which I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've We're, blown off this podcast so for work, and I'm I one of the wanna, hosts. I just want to be clear and just say that 
like we're joking and having a like a jovial time but don't uh don't think that it's like directly at his expense in any way that's not the way we roll so no 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 not at all that's my bad if i came off like that no i mean i'm not saying that you did but you sound like an ass <laughs> that's my bad that's no, my... no 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 I, I love you i'm i'm picking on you now because i know how conscious you are that's actually this yeah. is a this is one of those like meta trolls yes it's good it's deep yeah I agree. That's the only time I've heard that in my life. You know what, though? Like, I totally respect that. Like, I've blown off the Like I said, I've blown off the podcast to work, and, like, I'm one of the hosts. So, you know, it's all yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I blew it off for my uh, 10th wedding anniversary. You actually didn't. You blew off your 10th wedding anniversary oh, to yeah, do the podcast. Right. <laughs> I'm not a good judge. Do as I say, not as I do, community. Yeah. Don't play charge decks and... Uh... Show, yes. up, show up to your 10th wedding anniversary. Yes. Highly recommend you follow these suggestions. Lastly, I want to say I'm grateful for all you guys who make this show possible, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we would have made it past episode one if nobody watched. Maybe episode two or three. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. It's, it's humbling every time. Like, it it's so interesting because like I started streaming and I enjoy making content and doing those things because um, like this is my outlet, right? You know, I, yeah. I don't get to, to talk with my wife and kids about this kind of stuff, but I love gaming and I'm really passionate about it. So this is my outlet. Um, but having people who keep coming back and just allow me to do that, even if it is just a hobby, uh, it's, it's humbling and I super enjoy it. So absolutely and i hate to be all dorky here but i'm super grateful for charmer Aww. Uh, it's the first time i've ever made a friend over the internet you know i don't i don't really like the internet or use it that much to be honest with you but it's been nice and it's been a cool thing doing this show with you and i look forward to many more episodes next year yeah no it's uh it's not the first time i've made a friend over the internet but um i don't have friends so this is the only way i do it I hear you, man. No, I, 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 I will say this. This is the first time in a while. The last time I actually like had like friend friends over the internet was when I was uh, playing World of Warcraft pretty heavily, and uh, I made a bunch of friends in a raiding guild. And then for three straight years, we actually had get-togethers at different parts uh, across the country where everybody would drive. So like, uh, I held it at my house once. Um, I drove to North Carolina once, um, and then I forget where the third one was now, but. Um, but it's always Absolutely. it's always great whenever you, you find people like Justin that <laughs> will give you give you tips on good reading material, um, <laughs> like the Communist Manifesto, and uh, absolutely good times. Honestly, like real talk though, uh, if you guys ever want some cool. Uh, like Buddhist recommendations. Uh, I've read through like two of his recommendations already, and they're fantastic. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Turn. I mean, I'm not actually going to celebrate Christmas. I don't know why I own this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I just do it for the kids. It's not really my thing either. But I totally understand. My my parents weren't religious, and we celebrated like Hallmark Christmas till I was like 12, and they were like, "All right, guys, here's the deal." <laughs> You ever wonder why why we don't go to church? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had that conversation when I was, you know, old enough that I didn't feel left out. So 
Yeah. And is that when your spiral out of control started? Like, did did the the ruining of Christmas put you down your dark path? Uh, no, man. That was that was morphine that did that. <laughs> All right, fair. Yeah. I was just hoping for some like, you know, Hallmark story where the power of Christmas brought you back, and that's now why you're dressed up as Santa, and then we could sell the rights to Disney or something. Absolutely, we'll get right on that. We could change. I mean, we could change it like. You know, based like loosely on a true story. Hey, every, the- everything is based on a true story. Nothing is actually the true story. Just so we're clear. Yeah, well, I mean, like, th- I mean, you could like live stream something, and that'd be a true story. Well, sure, but I just mean if you ever see in films based on a true yeah. story, it is nowhere near what the real true story is. It, it is literally like they paid somebody to use their name and then call it or pretend like it's true, and it's totally not. So. I always had that problem with cinema verite as a phrase, but that's, I guess, another discussion. Yeah. How else am I going to make a discussion with my, my fortune with my own Christmas film? Look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be uh, an off-duty cop, and I'm at the airport, right? Like, just trying to get home for, well, just trying to get somewhere on Christmas, right? But the sheriff of Nottingham and Snape, he's the same guy, wants to blow up the goddamn airport. So I have no choice but to defend my loved ones vicariously or not vicariously, but by proxy, by defending all the innocent people who are hanging out at this airport. It's going to be a great movie. It's going to be called Justin Hard. There's going to be three sequels. There's more than three sequels. Are there really? Yeah. Also, uh, sounds like a real winner. In fact, I would dare say it has the potential to be my favorite Christmas movie. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. In fact, I think that instead of doing the airport right away, though, you should do one... uh, like at a tall building like, yeah we'll call it satoshi tower wait i thought that movie took place at an airport no that's die hard 2 god damn dude <laughs> i mean not that i know this or anything but it's die hard 2 uh, fair enough all right we can replace all the humans with argonians and make it die hist yeah snape snape is in die hard one at uh damn at the the tall building right yeah, and his right. ex-wife is there and that makes sense yeah ah, man i can't believe i fucked that up you know i saw the other day i saw the remake of judge dread the one just called dread here's the thing i actually liked it dude i did too i thought it was really good and and i'm just throwing this out here uh carl urban is an underappreciated gem of an actor i literally can't think of it like even if movies are shite i can't think of a time i've been disappointed with a carl urban performance in just about anything I don't know that I've seen him in anything besides that in Star Trek. Here's the thing. You probably have. You just don't know it because he, like, changes who he is a lot. Like, did you see the most recent Thor? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, he's in that. Um, okay. He was on a TV show called Being Human that I actually really enjoyed. Okay. Um, but he's in a bunch of stuff and you kind of just don't know. Mostly genre stuff or? Yeah, kind of. Like, he doesn't okay. do anything, like, mainstream because he likes to be quirky. But I think that's one of the things I enjoy about him. Right on. Well, I'll check it out. He's like uh, he's like an Alan Tudyk. I like that guy. Yeah. He was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, the main Knight of Rohan. Uh, Aomir, right? Dude, I can't remember any of those characters' names. By the way, I, I mean I don't want to start shit like two hours into the podcast, but I really <laughs> did not. I really did not like the Lord of the Rings books. I thought The Hobbit was okay, but I struggled to read the Lord of the Rings books. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing, right? 
Um, yeah. The the content is good. You just have to what what people who haven't been reading them all along. If you're just now getting ready to get into them, you need to understand that Tolkien was like a PhD linguist, and yeah. you really really need to be ready for long-winded like things it is like it is a acquired taste if you have not been like reading it your entire life so yeah yeah that's a, i mean that's all i gotta say i just did not enjoy them i read them all you know <laughs> i had time but i don't yeah. know or like falling down a mountain three times or yeah but yeah Aomir. yeah that carl urban carl urban yeah i love carl urban he just that's what's up. Yeah, I didn't he was know he in was... uh, the Doom movie too, if I remember right. Like they did that, like a Doom movie with like The Rock, and I feel like he was also the antagonist in that. Hmm. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I'll see y'all on the ladder. Yeah, see ya. Thanks for joining us. We have another episode before the year is out, so. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Bye, Peace. guys.